Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need a photo or video, they are the team to get the job done. So if you have a wedding coming up and you need photos, if you have a pageant coming up and you need photos, or if you have a special event and you need photos, they are the team to get the photo job done. If you have a wedding and you need a wedding videography or commercial, they are the team to get the video job done. So make sure you reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next videography or photography job. Our special guest this week is Tiffany Ann. She is the current Ms. United States 2020. I'm always excited to have a national title holder, and Tiffany is in the great state of California. So we're going to talk about what she's doing to grow awareness for her platform, which is volunteering and mentorship. So we're going to talk about donating blood and food drives and the process of winning a pageant title. She's also won a teen title. So we go Really, I really deep in like we do with all of our guests, but especially with these national title holders, it's so important to really learn the who, what, and where. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Please stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today, Tiffany? I'm doing great. Um, well, I... I'm always excited to interview national title holders and especially a system that I always thought was so incredible uh, based on their crown and um, representing the United States as like the main platform. So, I mean, to be honest, I, I've always thought that the crown for your system is literally the best crown, like even better than United States. And I, 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 I'm, if you listen to my episodes or my show, you'll know that I kind of praise USA a lot, but your crown is so epic. So it, it's got to, do you, I mean, do you hold it that, that like so cool? Like I got the national crown for the, the system. Yes, definitely. So being Miss United States was always something that I had been interested in and it was a goal in pageantry to win a national title. And I joined the Miss United States system because they are all about being united for family and community. And it is a very heavily platform-based pageant. And our crown is incredible. <laughs> it's definitely a big goal that I've accomplished. And I'm super excited to be able to represent my platform, which is promoting volunteerism through mentorship and work to promoting and increasing volunteer and mentor participation rates throughout the country. Well, yeah, well, we're going to definitely get to all of that. Um, but as I always start off, how did you necessarily get into pageantry? Were you um, in high school? Were you doing sports or playing an instrument or doing cheerleading or pursuing some kind of singing, you know, doing some kind of performance piece um, to get you to a point where you could do pageants or were pageants just something that your parents brought you into? 
It was something that I just kind of got into. I was definitely very sporty growing up. And I say the girliest thing that I did was being on a competitive dance team. But I was a basketball player. I played volleyball and with dance and everything. That's just all I wanted to do. And then when I was nine years old, I competed in my first pageant after watching my cousin compete. And it was just something that I thought I would try kind of, you know, it's new. So it was really interesting. And it was really out of the norm for me because I was super, super shy. And in my first pageant, I actually placed first runner up. And then every year since I've done pageants and I've done different systems and it ultimately led me up to being Miss United States. Do you think the fundamentals of doing dance when you were uh, in high school or I get, I don't, when did you start doing dance? When I, oh gosh, I started when I was about three. Okay. So that's like a real fundamental, that's like the base of your childhood then. And then mm-hmm. you, you were playing basketball as well, you were saying? Yes, basketball and volleyball were so, my other two sports. Okay, so you told you volleyball too. Okay, so that's a good team sport. So do you think those fundamentals play into um, how you competed at the pageant level? Absolutely. I definitely think that it gave me a healthy competitive perspective on pageantry, even though it is completely different and totally different aspects. But I always grew up being part of a team and it also came from growing up in a big family as well. So it was healthy competition. And then it was also interesting because it was really developmental in my personality and who I am as a person today. Oh, I that's one of the reasons why I always kind of deep dive and find out like the underlining core because team sports are so important to like the fundamental for the brain and, and uh, how you cope under stress. So, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stress in pageantry. I mean, especially it's an individual sport, you know, it's, it's similar to how golf is, is that you're playing against yourself. So, um, and those are both team sports, so you were able to mm-hmm. r- very much rely on your on your teammates to do well. So, I now, when you're doing your dance, were they more performance based, or were so were you getting opportunities to learn what the experience was to be on stage at that young age and and progress, or were they never? ever like performance based it was just you you were sent to class and you learned how to dance that way it was a little bit of both at first it was more of just an outlet that my parents put me in to try and I fell in love with it specifically ballet and then when I around the same time actually when I was around eight or nine I joined a dance studio in my town and they had a competitive dance team that would travel. So I ended up being part of that and that definitely gave me more confidence on stage. So when I started pageantry, it wasn't completely foreign to me to be in front of a crowd. And it's still kind of funny. Like I said earlier, I was super shy. So I still had that aspect, but being on stage and speaking is totally different than being on stage and performing. So it definitely paved the way for me to be comfortable in front of people in a different way. Is that a fundamental thing that you'd recommend to our audience to do dance specifically because you get to be on stage and be in front of a crowd or is that not, not necessary? Is that not, not necessary to be successful? From 
from personal experience, it did help me. Um, I think it just depends on the person and their personality type. If someone, you know, if you're younger or if you are interested in pageantry, maybe taking something like acting classes or something in front of a uh, crowd so it can kind of make you a little bit more comfortable. But pageantry is also something that you can start if you've never had any experience and then learn from there. So you were saying that you eventually then got introduced into pageantry. So did you do the teen program or did you skip over that and did you go into Ms.? It was actually a, um, it was a community title here and it was a great starting point because it was smaller and I learned the fundamentals of what it was like to be in pageantry. And through that, I got introduced to the Miss America system from one of the judges from my pageant. And so I competed in Miss California's outstanding team for four years. And then I moved on to the Miss Earth system. And I was actually Miss Teen Earth, the United States, 2014. And then I've also competed in the USA system and then United States. So what's the difference representing a national stage as a teen and now representing in the Ms. category, do you feel the same responsibilities? Do you travel as much? Um, it definitely has a lot of responsibilities with being a Miss title holder as opposed to a teen. And with it being such a wide age gap, you know, you have women all throughout their twenties competing. So it's interesting to see the different phases of life, but I do love it. And I do love having that responsibility as Miss United States and making the most of my year. But being a teen, it is definitely different. I almost say it's more difficult because you're in that, that stage of life. That's just different. You know, you're still in high school and you're not as, um, you're not on as a mature level as being a miss. And it is kind of a difficult timeline to be with but yes I am a full-time college student and being Miss United States so it is really it's interesting but I do love the responsibility that it comes with well I assume you love it if you're putting so much time into it I mean yeah <laughs> this is now years and years of your life so yes how do you juggle so were you still playing sports or dancing while holding a teen title or did you um, transition into only doing pageantry at that point? For the beginning of my pageant journey, I was still competing in sports and dance, but I did face some issues as far as medical problems that made it a little bit difficult. So I chose to just focus on pageantry in school and with competing in the Miss America's Outstanding Teen System, I still had to have a talent and ballet was my talent. So I did keep that, but it just kind of slowly phased out, and I'm glad that pageantry was the hobby that I stuck with because it's taught me so much, and it's helped me become the person I am. Well, clearly it's your avenue for success. Um, I mean, having two national titles underneath your your uh, wing uh, is something to definitely gloat about. Um, most people <laughs> don't even get the opportunity to compete uh, once alone twice and you've won both. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty awesome thing to, to, to be proud of. Is that uh, still like shock you that you have both a teen title and a Miz title or 
Is this something you expect you hold yourself higher to a higher standard? It is something that still doesn't feel real, even with being crowned just a few months ago as Miss United States. It still doesn't feel real. And I just look back on all the titles that I have won and, you know, the pageants that I did compete for and I didn't win. And I really like to focus and reflect on what lessons it's taught me. And it is interesting to see the different phase of life I was in back in 2014 as a teen and now and how much I've grown. So it is interesting to have something kind of tangible that you can see that tracks your goals and your achievements. The transition from the Miss American organization over to earth, was that a very remote, um, hard decision, um, was it difficult to transition because one system has a talent required, one doesn't, um, and one is more focused on um, more giving back to the earth, and it's you know it's it's uh, it's a different system. So, was it difficult for you for, to to do that? I wouldn't say it was difficult. What I loved about it is how much I learned in different aspects. So while I do love that Miss America system and everything it teaches, it was interesting to kind of move forward and take on a different type of platform and do different types of service work. And I've always been really heavily involved in community service. So I saw it as a new exciting opportunity to get involved in different ways. Always um, being part of volunteering or being in a service, you know, to give back to the community is the end goal to eventually run a nonprofit or have some kind of role either on a board eventually while you retire or, or, or is this something that you're doing um, because it makes you feel good and you're, you're trying to give back currently? Definitely the fact that it makes me feel good and that sense of accomplishment that I do feel when I do community service. And it has kind of shaped into the career path that I want to go in as far as being in criminal justice. It it all goes to the root of helping others. And I believe that I was gifted with a servant's heart. And I just want to use that gift to the best of my ability in all different aspects of my life. Do you think that you'll do public service? Um public defender then it or well my main goal is to work for the fbi one day as okay. a victim advocate to help those who have been victims of serious crimes and help them guide their way through you know the court system and their process to healing that's awesome um is there a reason why specifically the fbi i, I didn't even know the fbi had a division i thought that was more separated and i it's my um novelty towards uh the criminal justice system never ever had to uh get in trouble then i needed that assistance so would you mind giving our listeners a little bit like so does each um federal government system have their own um department and they i i don't honestly don't know how that that works i i understand that the federal uh system has uh 12 districts, right? And they all have um, public defenders that you can work for the local 12 districts, right? But then you're I'm saying that, sure. okay, Oh, no, go ahead. 
I, I'm not sure um, how in-depth it is in regards to their departments, but the FBI was always at the top of my list because it's just kind of the pinnacle, you know, of what being a criminal justice graduate would want to go into. Okay. And what they focus on as far as victims of serious crimes, you know, specifically human trafficking is something that I've also integrated into my platform and in order to help the people who have been through that horrible, horrible experience. But it's also victims of terrorism and different types of crimes. So, yeah, like I said, I don't know how in-depth it is in all the other departments, but I do know that the FBI and their victim specialists, they they do work hard to help these people go through the court system and as smoothly as possible and then, um, like I, I said, get on their path to healing. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, uh, if there is a need there and um, – um, they need people in, that have your specialty, then, you know, clearly you're very compassionate. So I'm, I'm confident that you'll do well. Um, Thank you. I was under the, <clears throat> like the two parts you said, I was under that they were more focused on like domestic terror, you know, like that kind of stuff. I didn't get the idea that they were also dealing with that type of uh, domestic violence type of stuff mm-hmm. too. So just shows my uh there are so many things you can learn in life you know just uh, to my <laughs> listeners out there just because uh you're a certain age doesn't mean you can always uh you can always learn something new so that's that's mm-hmm. really awesome so um because uh, i think most people think when they think fbi is that you know they're doing like maybe drugs or like the like really big um bombings or whatever but that's yeah i guess that would be really important too that um, I guess like, I, I guess like a cult and, and that would be where you'd come in and if they had some kind of that kind of domestic, that type of, because there's such a large amount of people, I guess that's where your expertise would come in then. Right. Yes. And it does kind of go into my platform as far as, um, mentoring, because I couldn't imagine going through what these people have gone through. And I'm also getting a minor in psychology in order to understand, you know, their thoughts and what they went through and in order to guide them to, you know, it's, it's hard to face the consequences of what's happened to them because they didn't choose to be there. So it's really, really detrimental to how they feel and think. And I would just love to be a guiding force in that journey. I, 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 I mean, I commend you because those two topics are huge. I personally, when I was in college, I love my psych class. So uh, yes. <laughs> if you have extracurricular, I mean, I would encourage you to take more psych classes because it's so incredible, uh, the things that you can learn in a uh, psychological, uh, psych class. So um, I hope you're enjo- I hope you're enjoying that. If you have a good instructor, he or she, um, they they usually are very interesting classes. So I, I encourage my listeners to to take some psychology classes. So absolutely, um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, what was the experience um, from um, in like um, your personal? Um, appearances for your teen title um were you on a required list and they would tell you you'd have to go to this state or because you were teen were you landlocked were you you had a national title but you were only doing uh, appearances in your state because of the system how how did that work 
it was primarily up to me onto what I wanted to do and how far I could expand my platform. So at that age, you know, I was still a teenager and then school. So I stayed mostly in my community and my state, but I also did travel to Colorado and I spoke to my niece's class on the importance of taking care of the environment. And I also made an appearance at a home show in Oregon that focused on home products and um, different things that were good for the environment. So wherever I saw an opportunity, I definitely took it. And it was really, really fun, really, really interesting. And I am so thankful that I had that title. It gave me a very healthy perspective on taking care of the environment in different ways. Do you think that that title kind of um, rippled back to giving you the confidence to win that, that Ms. title? Or do you think that just competing in pageants over the long haul has given you the skills along with your, your dance background and playing sports is just kind of like the catalyst. Everything comes together to, to, yes. to win that title. Definitely. It was definitely all the years of experience that I had and every title that I had, I would always just look back and I would really have a grateful heart and I would apply that to when I was competing and I thought, you know, if I win or if I lose, I can still work towards my platform and make a difference. But it was definitely an accumulation of all the years of experience that I had that gives me the confidence to compete. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So after that year of service as the teen national title holder for Earth, did you take a year off to transition or did you jump right ahead? Uh, I assume that was your... 18th year it sounds like that was your 18th year is that correct oh, was gosh. It? um gosh in 2014 i don't even oh, remember okay i think that was my transition into yes that was my transition into the usa system okay. i competed in a local pageant as a teen and that never really progressed anywhere so i was just training really hard and i competed in miss california usa when uh back in 2018 Okay, so you were just trying to find the system that really, really fit you. Then is that is that basically? Yes. And how did you go ahead? In that time, I also was introduced to the Miss Teen United States system, so the teen division of the state or of the system that I am now, and I was kind of alternating back and forth and. I eventually came back to the Miss United States system because I do love everything that they stand for. Is this um, always been a system that you've wanted to compete in or it, it didn't? It, it So did you, you said you, you knew about it, you loved it, but you hadn't competed in it. Is that correct? Is it just because correct. of the way the schedule, the, the state pageant didn't work out? 
Yeah, it was just something that I, you know, I believe in right timing for everything. And it was just something that never really, you know, seemed like the right opportunity. But I did compete at Miss California's Outstanding Teen. And I placed in the top five. And then, um, you know, I was just kind of going back and forth. And then I went back as a miss like a couple years later. Okay. But I guess what planted the seed is definitely the movie Miss Congeniality because this is the system that it's based off off of. So it was always like, oh, Miss United States, you know, that kind of seems interesting. And when I competed as a teen, I was like, I'll just wait till I'm a little older. And I went to Miss California, United States, and I placed first runner up in 2019. So I actually went at large as Miss Nevada United States to the 2019 Miss United States pageant. And I placed top 10. And then the next year, um, it was actually last August, I won Miss California United States. And then in October, I won Miss United States. Is being Miss California, is that mean as much to you personally? Uh, because you live in California, you've been uh, living in California. Have you lived there your entire life? Most of my life. Yes. I've been in California for about 17 years now. So it was a goal that was really, it felt really good to be crowned Miss California. Primarily your entire life. Right. Um, (laughs) so, um, does that mean as much as representing, uh, having a national title that says United States too? Or, I mean, I'm not trying to have you weigh them, but like, is it really awesome to have your your home state, you've won that home state, and then have a national title? You know, I mean, I mean, are they equal? I mean, I, I, I assume one's bigger than the other, but, like, it's probably really cool to have, you know, a state that you've put so much equity in and, you know, you love mm-hmm. so much, too. Absolutely, yes. And what I see it as is it was a stepping stone to Miss United States. So without that title and without reaching that goal, I wouldn't be where I am today. So yeah, I would say they were equal in as far as how I measure my success and how happy I was to win both titles because any title that you win, it's just like any other competition, any trophy you win or anything, any award, it's just like, wow, you know, that feels really good seeing something that you can physically hold that is a representation of all your years of work. And with being Miss California, I even say that almost set in sooner because it just seemed like a more attainable title. And then when I won Miss United States, like, wow, I I'm just so thankful for both of them and for the service work and the community service that I can do, um, with both titles. Um, I honestly, wasn't paying attention on how they um, ran their national pageant this year for United States. <laughs> did you guys do a virtual pageant or did you have an in-person per- in pageant? How did how did that all work out for you guys? We actually had an in-person pageant. It was originally set to be at the South Point Hotel in Las Vegas, just like the year prior. And a couple weeks before the venue was changed to a resort in Florida. So we took all the precautions when we got there. They were so, so good about making us all feel safe and providing a schedule that was flexible for all of us. And it it just felt nice to have some normal feelings, you know, something normal in a time that was so uncertain. And yes, it was definitely stressful and a little bit scary because 
it was in the unknown and, you know, you don't, you're being around people that are from all over different parts of the country and flying and doing all of that. So that definitely added a, you know, a level of stress, but once you got to the pageant, it was just so nice. And like I said, it just felt normal. It, it didn't feel like anything was different or going on other than, you know, wearing masks and taking precautions, but it was really great that they worked so hard to provide an in-person pageant for us. And it's not too often you can say you competed in a pageant during a pandemic. No, that that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I don't blame you that you wanted to have some sense of just normalcy, even if that's just mm-hmm. like going to a restaurant. But um, that's great that you were able to be on a stage at least. Um, even if it wasn't, even if there wasn't a large audience of all of any to, um, to see you crown, but, um, that it's great that they, they, they put the extra effort into, to, uh, to have you guys in person. Um, I know it's very difficult. We don't want anyone to, uh, to get sick in the process of, of right. winning, a, winning a crown. Um, that said, um, holding the title during uh the early the late portion of the pandemic um are you like planning to do some you know going like real full force after um your state opens up a little bit more i would i'm i'm positive that that you guys will probably be least in california should be open by october you know you could do Mm -hmm. events um, or, or do you feel that you're definitely planning your entire year to be more vir- virtual, virtual based? Well, I am hoping to be able to expand a little bit more, even outside the state and travel to different states, you know, willing and if everything's open, but my County has actually been pretty decent throughout this whole thing. And even though it is hard to not be able to do the traditional community service that you're used to as a title holder, it's really challenged me in a way to be creative in the ideas that I come up with. And it's also opened my eyes to needs in the community that, you you know, you know, they're important, but until you're faced with it and seeing it firsthand, just how important it is. So I've become heavily involved in blood donations and running my own blood drives here. And one of my goals as Miss United States was to host several throughout the year. So I actually have a full schedule until October. And I've also been more involved in food donations to food banks and just learning about those needs. So I've really had to be creative on what I come up with and definitely using social media to my advantage to get the information out there in order to provide resources for people to go volunteer and to go mentor and to find different things that they can put their skills and their gifts to. Well, I love that idea of putting together a blood drive. I mean, I think that's a great, that was a great idea. Um, Yeah. It's, it's something I didn't know, you know, you know, it's important, but I didn't see how important it is. And it was kind of interesting because once I started learning, I learned, you know, one pint of blood can save up to three lives and, all the different facts behind it. And my mom actually donated blood and we got an email stating that her blood was being transferred to a hospital to a patient that needed it. And that was so cool to me. And it was so cool to my mom to know 
that something so simple that just takes, you know, maybe an hour out of your day, how impactful it can really be to somebody's life. Oh, yeah. I, um, for my listeners out there, like most people donate blood when like they ask for it, but a lot of times the, the, uh, the blood, um, banks are always running low. They always need blood. And this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. I, ah, that's such a, yeah, commend. And I, you know, California's a perfect state for that because I, I mean, I'm assuming they set up like, um, outdoor ones or, or really spaced ones. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a state that, you know, that you guys could do that socially distance and, uh, still be able to do that. I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, the company that I work with, they're based out of Bakersfield, California. They're Houchin Community Blood Bank, and they've been offering antibody testing for COVID for anybody who donates and just giving different options. And I, I think it's really neat that they're taking this unfortunate time and turning it into good and to showing people that something so simple you can do and, you know, feel safe and be able to give back to others. And I think that, you know, this whole pandemic has been so unknown. And so, you know, it's, you don't know what's going to happen next. So I really want to focus on simplicity through community service throughout my year and promote that and really show people that you have what it takes to be a volunteer. You have what it takes, you have gifts and you never know how they can be used. I mean, you're saying everything that I agree with. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and I love that you added the, the food donation apart with the, mm-hmm. the blood. I mean, that's easy, right? You know, bring one can and give some like, so uh, give a pint, go give, give a pint for a can, right? Or can, uh, yes. bring a can for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's interesting in my community too. And you think, oh, just, you know, donating food. But you really don't know what doors can open up. So we have a humanitarian relief group here in my town. And we started just by donating simple items that they needed for families. And I put myself in that position, you know, through a pandemic. If I was elderly and I couldn't go to the store, what would I do for food? Or if you had a family and you're not working due to the, you know, your business being shut down or whatever it is. And it turned out that they were also helping families with Christmas gifts as for young kids. So it was really neat because I was able to go shopping for these gifts for these kids. So it was just really interesting to see how everything plays out. And you never know what one volunteering opportunity can lead into. And I've also worked with the Ronald McDonald house so far and providing them supplies that they need. And also Race Across America, we were so fortunate to still be able to hold our ceremony and then also the laying of wreaths. And that to me was just so impactful and something I'll never forget and something that I will continue to do. Well, it sounds like that's your core is yes. basically really giving back or repairing what was damaged. So mm-hmm. is that how you want to, if, if that if if you had a tombstone and at when you're dead is that what you would want your tombstone to say is that you're most noted bull for giving back to your community and helping to to really make a fundamental change is that one of the core aspects that would be on that fundamental things if someone wrote a uh, a bio about you 
Absolutely. Yes. I, I would love for that to be, you know, a legacy that I've remembered by is helping others because I always put myself in the position that if I needed help, how would I want that help? And I try to apply it to my service work and really try to make a big impact. And I think with my platform, some people can kind of get confused on how I promote volunteerism through mentorship. But I feel like another gift of mine is that I am a leader and I can teach people how to identify their strengths and even their weaknesses and apply those to this service work because volunteering doesn't have to feel like work. It doesn't have to require some crazy special skill or gift. You know, it's one thing that you can offer to somebody in order to make their life better. And even if I made a difference in one person's life and, you know, throughout my span of my entire life, my patent journey, then it's all been worth it to me because I know how good it is to have that assistance and to have help when you need it. And in this world right now, and all of us going through this pandemic, you know, we're all going through it together and it's, up to us to take the time to make a change girl preach it i mean (laughs) i mean this is truth right because um (laughs) you never know who you help you might be helping someone who will be the president one day Mm -hmm. or you know might be the governor you know or just might be someone that um is helping someone else that will be that person you know and um or might be just someone who who helps you that will help your child in the future. You know, you never know. You might need a really awesome doctor because your kid's sick, you know. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, are you a karma person? Because I'm getting the vibe, like, you believe, like, good deeds, like, build up or, like, or is that not necessarily, like, a fundamental thing you believe in? Um, I wouldn't say that I necessarily believe in karma, um, but I do believe that, God truly does bless those who bless others and he gives us the means to be able to do so. And like I said about timing, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe that I've been put in this position to fulfill my calling of helping others. And I know that in my next phase of life, when I do get into my criminal justice career, it'll feel just the same. And with mentoring, I always reflect on all the mentors that I've had throughout my life, whether it be in sports, pageantry, school, whatever it is. And also growing up in a big family, you know, I have four older brothers that have all been mentors to me. And I know the feeling of what it's like to have somebody guide you. And I couldn't imagine being lost and not having anybody to turn to in your time of need or when you just don't know what to do next. And that's just something that I always want to focus on is that, you know, my assistance could help somebody. So I feel that I'll be blessed in a different aspect, but yeah, I guess in a roundabout way, (laughs) good things come to those, you know, who do the right thing, but yeah. I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting. And it sounds like you've had a lot of good um, assistance or leadership um, to back you up or to at least say that you are heading in the right direction. Absolutely. Do you, are you, do you, are you open to taking, um, if someone that's pursuing pageantry or modeling or, or, or dance and they just need, um, a good friend, are you willing, do you have the time to do that or, 
or um, your your schedule is not that open to do that, but you're always willing to help them if they need volunteer. Like, where are you in that type of scale? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I do have a busy schedule, but I am always open to helping others, of course. So the best way that people could reach me is through my title holder email. If they ever had questions about volunteering or just a way that they can get involved, that would be the best way to get in contact with me. But they can also follow me on social media and see what I'm up to. And hopefully that could inspire them in different ways, you know, to go give blood, to go find a different way to volunteer, to find a mentoring group around them and really be inspired. But yes, I would definitely say through social media and my email. And... As always, guys, all of her information is in the bio, so uh, don't make her spell out everything, okay? Just click on the <laughs> links to below. Um, yes. If someone is looking up to you and they they want to achieve exactly the same goals, they want to win a national title, um, and they want to pursue pageantry specifically, um, what do you think is like, the first thing that they should do? Should they find a system specifically that suits their needs or should they pursue a, a pageant that is um, pick just like any pageant like or or should they go after a certain system? Um, what are some um, like recommendations for you? I mean, clearly you love United States, so I would <laughs> assume that you'd recommend and I, I wouldn't encourage you not. Um, yeah, but everyone has their own thing. So what are, what are you, what are you thinking? What's your ideas? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So everybody's journey and their lives are entirely different and you truly do know yourself best. So my biggest piece of advice is if you are to ever want to compete in a pageant is to do research on the pageant around you and, you know, just go online and find pageant coaches near you and, you know, try and find a mentor, someone who could really guide you through the process because it can be really intimidating at first. But yes, doing the research on the pageant system is definitely number one and making sure it aligns with your goals and your beliefs and what you want to promote. So whether it be, you know, Miss Earth, if you want to be more eco-based or Miss United States to be really platform-based or Miss America to also be platform-based. There's there's so many different options, but it just really takes you to sit down and really analyze your goals, your beliefs, and what you want to achieve. Because pageantry is more of a stepping stone in whatever goals and, you know, other things in your life that you want to achieve. But it is very important to align yourself with what serves you best. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at MAV. Now let's get right back to this great interview. So your platform is volunteering. So is there any specific organizations that 
right off the bat would be great? Or would you recommend them to just go out and, and I, uh, start their own? Like I, what, are, what are some, what are your ideas? What are your thoughts? I definitely recommend finding something in your community that aligns with your goals and what you want to do. I personally love working with the American Legion in my city and um, also any blood donations. They are literally everywhere. So depending on where you're located and any mentoring groups that you can find, you can go on mentoring.org and put in your area and you can see if there's anything around you. But yes, it definitely takes the research and kind of branching out, whether it be through a church or um, like a blood donation, food bank, anything or in your area. I just encourage people to branch out and do something different and let it just lead you to where it's meant to. Is this a platform that has been bubbling up for a long time and it's finally has found your root. Like it sounded like you had other passions while you were finding your way. So is this Mm -hmm. something that, you know, you, you eventually found, you know, this is, this is your passion is helping other people in that way. Is that it's, is, am I wrong? I mean, I I guess I, I got, I guess I should have asked if you were also, in previous years where you advocating other things as well? Oh, absolutely. No, you actually hit it dead on. Um, it was actually a platform that I formulated in the last few years because ever since I started my pageant journey, I was like, what is a platform when I did my first pageant? And my platform that year was actually to teach others about Jesus. And it just kind of throughout the years, I changed depending on, you know, what my career was going to be. At one point, doctors that I had been going to thought I had systemic lupus. So lupus awareness and celiac awareness was a platform one year. And during all of this, I was doing a lot of mentoring and a lot of pageant coaching to younger girls. And I don't know when or how, but something just clicked in my mind. I was like, okay, I can't pick one organization that I want to work with because I want to help in so many different ways and as much as I possibly can. But I also really like the idea of mentoring because that's what I've been doing this whole time. And I didn't necessarily realize it in the moment. So I thought, okay, let me just bridge the gap between the two and promote both of them because deep down in my heart, that's what I'm passionate about. And that's where I feel like I'm called to represent. And it's just been an interesting formulation, but yeah, you are actually right. It is something that has taken years to develop, but it is now something that I'm just devoting my life to even after my reign and after all the pageants are done, you know, when I'm done competing, it's something that I'll keep doing throughout my life because I feel like I found my purpose and that is to serve others. So it's just been something that's kind of accumulated throughout the years. Well, the, the overall, the overarching um, impression that you're giving me is that you're very super compassionate. I mean, Mm -hmm. the industry that you want to go into specifically, you want to go into people that have been sexually assaulted um, or, or, or offended in some way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a, a huge decision. And then 
mentorship as well as volunteering is a huge thing. I, I personally love, um, big brother, big sister, that type, mm-hmm. type of philosophy of, um, that you take someone to a, a baseball game, um, you know, buy them sporting equipment so they can go play sports. I mean, that's a great, I mean, that makes a fundamental difference. You know, that child maybe not be able to afford a bat. Now he can play baseball mm-hmm. because he has a bat. Like that's a fundamental, like such a, um, sometimes the fortunate people just don't think about that. Like it's a huge thing, like giving a child a basketball so he can play basketball, such a fundamental thing. I mean, it mm-hmm. costs you $10, but like $10 is a lot of money for someone that might be literally eating one meal a day. So like, that's absolutely a, that. I mean, I, I think that you just hit it on, hit, hit it on the, um, the head. Is it sometimes hard to get that um, across to people that may not be come off as 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 uh, compassionate, um, or do you feel that most people kind of get that right away and they understand, you know, and there's not like a not like an explaining that you have to, we you know we are we are in America, we still need to do this. Like, it's not like when people understand that we still need to do that. I think it would be a little bit of both. And I think what it is, a lot of people limit themselves on what they're capable of doing. And it also starts that some people just don't know how to volunteer. And with times in our world being so stressful, it is hard to see past, you know, our own struggles and our own difficulties But I think that by branching out and seeing that other people are going through hard times too, and we're all experiencing it in our own ways, but it's all going on simultaneously. It's something that we all have struggles and to be able to just kind of look past what we're going through and what somebody else is going through, it can make us be more appreciative of what we have. And it's just really supplying people with the knowledge of how impactful it can be to reach out and do something different for somebody. And it's ultimately up to them on how they take it and how they proceed with it. But it can be difficult because sometimes people just don't want to branch out and do something different. They're comfortable, but more often than not, I get such a good feedback and such good response on the types of things that I'm doing. And it has inspired a lot of people to start getting involved. And with pageantry, especially mentoring young girls, their whole families get involved and it makes them become a stronger family unit unit because they're working together. So yeah, there's so many different avenues that you can go down, but I would say it is a little bit of both, but more often than not, I get a good response in return. A lot of this is uh, like fundamental things that you don't see the results of maybe five, 10 years out. So um, because you're, I would say, um, life changing or world building, um, doing the fundamental things that you're doing. So um, do you have any um, standard that you're you're judging yourself to to feel that you made a difference um, with your title? Like, do you have like a goal? Like I... I want to do this and um, hopefully that will change that and that, but you won't know that for several years. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. 
time goes on, you know, unfortunately you have to pass that title on to someone else. So, but <laughs> hopefully that, that person's going on to, you know, on, on the bigger and better things. And maybe we'll be able to see that make, you know, in the future, but, um, mm-hmm. are you holding yourself to any standards, um, in your year to, to be positive about? I more so set small daily goals and, um, I do also have my, my big goals that I want to achieve as Miss United States. But what I always go back to with this system and my title, something interesting that they do is they have the contestants do a personal platform promise. So that is our promise to the judges on what we would do throughout our year. And my main goal was to increase volunteer and mentor participation throughout the country. And that's something that is kind of hard to track, of course, but just knowing that I did my absolute best whenever I could will be good for me. And knowing that I've done something that could benefit others. So there is no set standard that I am keeping myself to because times are changing, you know, and from day to day, it can change. So my ultimate goal is to just be involved wherever I can and let the rest play out from there. Well, I, I hope you achieve that. And I, um, I hope my, all my audience is back. I would assume my, all my audience, my audience is incredible. So, um, <laughs> and then I would definitely encourage you to, re- to reach out to your local, um, state representatives, but you know, we would love, I mean, I'm here in Baltimore, so I would love to encourage you to come to Washington and, uh, and to do some lobbying. And, uh, because I, I think we definitely need a national day of volu- volunteering, uh, um, I, I think that would be such a great, uh, reason to, uh, to really rally around, especially in a year like this or the last mm-hmm. year and a half. So, um, hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully you'll be able to, uh, achieve that or, or at least, um, make some inrolls that way. So, yes, that would be amazing. Well, Tiffany, I, I, I want to thank you so much. If there's not anything else that you want to mention or, or talk about, I, I want to, Thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to hold you to the hour and I appreciate you giving your time to be on the show. And I really appreciate it very much. Yes. Thank you. It's been fun. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on the show. I always get really inspired by people who are just living their life and living their dream and clearly you're doing every single thing you want in life and you're making such a huge difference and I commend you for doing that and I hope my listeners just get a little glimpse of the success that you're getting and realize that it is achievable for you as well and hard work does pay off and um, I commend you for that. As always, I want to remind my listeners and thank them that we have two shows on this channel, one called the Total Focus Podcast, which is what you're listening to, but I also have my movie review show with my co-host, Ivan Carlos, called The Movie Breakdown, where we talk about movies and just have a genuine chat about what we're enjoying. So please stay tuned to our next movie breakdown, and as always, please stay tuned.